What in the fuck is really going on out there? Buds in the basement. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever Buds in the Basement, a podcast about politics, music, sports, with a little bit of weed sprinkled in. I'm your host, Sean Collins. I'm a guy with a lot to say, so hopefully you're tuning in. Today with me, I have my guest, Joe Harris. I go way back with this dude. We went to broadcasting school way a long time ago. What was that? About 14 years ago, probably. About 14 years ago. Yeah, yeah, we're getting old, brother. And uh, also an Afghanistan war veteran. Uh, So he is my first guest, and this is going to be awesome because we are going to be politicking today, brothers and sisters. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing great on this awesome morning. Uh, We're supposed to be doing this first awesome episode uh, at our awesome studio that I was supposed to meet you at. But uh, (laughs) due to Rona situations, I wanted to be the nice guy, not spread the wealth of the Rona, play by the rules. I feel great today, just to let you know. Damn you, Omicron. Damn you, the Omicron. You know, I'm starting to feel like Thanos collecting all of the variants, and I just get powerful every time I take it. I know. How many times um, have you had the damn Rona now, man? I, I'm three for three. I've, I had it right off the bat in early 2020. Felt okay. Got through it, no problem. And then I didn't get sick for almost a, like a year and a half. Just got over the Delta variant in November. Uh, that was achy, like what you told me, what you went through. Those, those pretty achy, but we got through it. Mm-hmm. And then now, like I told you, I felt like Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I had some sniffles and hypochondria. Yes, here I am. hypochondria. I sound amazing, don't I? That don't, seems don't to I be like amazing? the. You do sound amazing. You look amazing. Too, Let my Cameron, go. Let my Cameron <laughs> go. So, anyways, Joe, yeah. here we are. We are three weeks into the new year. We are one week, or I'm sorry, we are one year into the Biden administration, and we are going into year three of coronavirus. What in the actual fuck is going on? Talk about a crazy time to be alive. It is a crazy time to be alive because one year in and, you know, 80 million uh, voters go down to 26 million supporters because he's only got a 33% uh, approval rating. After the first year, a 33% (laughs) approval rating. Joe Biden, how you doing? Uh, You're you're failing. Um, And he keeps on uh, trying to, should we say, disappoint the Americans almost on a daily basis. Uh, You know, he's asking big tech companies to pretty much trample on our rights and censure us for misinformation yet he's the guy handing out the misinformation well i mean this whole time they've been they've been freaking walking all over the the constitution and and definitely not giving a shit about our rights that's for damn sure all they've done is take take and take this whole time is you know when does it end you know when does it end there's there's never a finish line there's never a finish line for this stuff this is the reason why you don't listen to people say vote anyone blue this is this is the reason why you're a free thinker this is the reason why you critical think. Um, but apparently being a critical thinker is like uh, frowned upon these days. You goddamn it's, conspiracy it's terrible. theorist. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know I was raised, maybe if not you, but uh, to hear both sides of a story and then make up your own conclusion. I mean, crazy. in a perfect world. Yeah. <laughs> in a perfect world. That's what we would talk about. But uh, it's like they have to live the lie. 
Now, I'm going to go ahead and say this out, out, out loud. Everybody's probably thinking, oh, I'm a damn Trump supporter, stupid fucking Republican. No, I'm smack dab in the middle center left. Um, I believe in many rights, such as like we were talking about the other day, uh, we should free all narcotics, you know, make, make them all legal. Uh, you should have the, the choice and the right if you want to go do something like that or even uh, sex work. That should be still considered work. You know what I mean? Uh, why can a porn star get paid on camera, but a person who is in agreement for exchange of money can't go ahead and do what they do on camera, but without a camera? Yeah, and then get thrown in jail for it because they're criminals. And right? then get thrown in jail and call it prostitution and make it illegal. So, things like that I make said, you um, go, hmm. in, in case you folks can't tell, uh, I'm a libertarian. Uh, my friend Sean here, definitely a libertarian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fired up libertarian. That very, oh, very, 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 very fired up libertarian. You know, there's that song stuck in the middle with you, you know, clowns to the left of me and jokers to the right. But here I am here stuck I in am. the middle with you. I that's where I sit. As a matter of fact, yeah. I might even be a little bit of left to center. But I'll tell you what, I become very okay. conservative when it comes to rights. Rights matter. Rights are important. And all mm -hmm. the government has done over the last almost, you know, we're, we're going into year three of, of 15 days to flatten the curve is tell you if you can work or not, tell you if you can go to church or not, tell you if you can get a shot or not. Actually, they're not even telling you if you can get a shot or not. They're, they're telling you to do it or else, which is uh, there's a term for that called coercion, I believe. Yeah, coercion. Yeah. Definitely, but they don't want to call it coercion because, like, you have the choice. I'm like, isn't that coercion? Exactly. Exactly. Um, tit but for I mean, tat. Yeah, that's coercion. You know? But the government's nothing a bunch of Marxist assholes anyways, let's be real. Republicans and Democrats alike. I mean, there's a couple of good ones floating around there on both sides, but for the most part... No. <laughs> well, no. You 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 have you have I like to, I like to call him uh Joe the Puppet. I know you have a nickname for President Biden, but I call him Joe the Puppet because somebody's got their hand up his ass and speaking for him. Uh you know, he's he's telling businesses to go against SCOTUS's uh, decision of smacking down that uh mandatory vaccine mandate uh to go against it. You know, even because it's a huge loss to the administration. Oh, it's now, a huge blow because the whole it, narrative now, they've been shoving in our face for, you know, going into three years now is all becoming a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. Oh, and they got to live the lie. They and keep we, it alive. They got to live the lie. Yes. And we, we, you know, people like you and I and, and plenty of other people who have been outspoken about it saying, hey, this shit isn't adding up. This isn't right. These people are trampling all over your rights and you're letting them do it. This this has to end. And all of a sudden you're an asshole or you're a bad person or whatever it may be. Any way the right or the left can demonize you, they will do it and they have no problem doing it. It's actually their M.O. Like if you go against whatever they believe in, they will demonize you. Like like I told you about my, my army buddy who he has beaten cancer now three times. OK, he is a Republican Republican. He loves his red wave. I guess he likes the red Kool-Aid anyway. Um when he first became eligible for this vaccine, um, he lost many friends on his Republican side because he was doing what was right for him. Um, and, you know, him, he was talking to me and he just he was like, Joe, what's what's going on? What did I do wrong? I don't get it. I'm like, you're doing things for you 
and it goes against the narrative and people are upset with you. So you just got to say, fuck them in the future. In the end, you just got to say, fuck them. Do, do you. And I felt bad for them. Yeah, but the craziest thing, the craziest thing is with all this, this get the shot, don't get the shot bullshit is when what it comes down to is it's none of anyone's business. It's it's none of my business. It's none of your business. That's between you and your doctor. And that's it. Shut the hell up about it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to be like, oh, I'm so cool because I don't have a shot. And I don't want to hear, oh, I'm so cool because I have a shot. You did what you had to do for yourself, whether you got it or not. And that's what counts. Yep. That, that is what counts. If you want the shot, get it. If you don't want the shot, don't get it. But quit bitching about it. Who cares? Damn. But then the goddamn Biden administration wants to throw mandates out on private businesses to force people to get these shots. Um, Hello. I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but when the government starts regulating things for private business, that is communism. Period. 100%. 100% communism on that one. Nothing like uh, trying to fight the fascist uh, fear with fascism, right? Oh, you mean like Antifa? <laughs> yeah, like that. Antifa like stands for like anti-fascists, but they're doing fascist things to be anti-fascists. It makes there's so much hypocrisy and irony. You know, this is uh, a crazy time to be alive. We live in a world where nothing makes sense and everything contradicts itself, especially with this COVID bullshit. Well, history is repeating itself. It's definitely 1930s Germany. And I swear to God, people today would have snitched on Anne Frank and high-fived and said that they were so valiant on social media about it. Oh, yeah. They would have been on Facebook going, oh, I just turned in Anne Frank. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. I snitched on a kid. Are you fucking for real? I mean, hell, New York City has uh, police officers. I'm not going to say arresting because they really don't. They really didn't do that, but they removed, like, forcibly removed a kid from an Applebee's in New York City because he wasn't vaccinated. Calm the fuck out. Um, like, th- that sounds extremely familiar to a certain time we call the Holocaust. Oh, yeah. Good old Gestapos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, heaven New York forbid. City is one of. Go ahead. Heaven forbid you bring up the Holocaust. So, you know, all of a sudden you're you're anti-Semitic or whatever like that. You know, if you bring that up, but hello, this is how it all started back in the day. Let's not let's let's educate some people. In 1938, Time magazine had Adolf Hitler as their person of the year. People loved Adolf Hitler. Let that sink in for a minute. Ended up being a huge uh, ball drop there. Yeah. (laughs) Did not age well. No, it didn't age well at all. And look what happened there. And now all these people are looking at didn't they, they gave Biden and Harris the cover of Time magazine this this last time. Uh no. <laughs> I'm straight. Why why do we even got to put these politicians as person of the year? Are you kidding me? They're more like assholes of the year. Like what did they do? What did they do other than if making history is being the oldest president and then the first not just woman Madam Vice President, our first Madam Woman President of Color. I'm like, come on, dude. What significance did they fucking do other than just show up? Well, I just feel like they just picked names out of a hat for the VP because they had nobody to go to, and she's just kind of the one they picked. I'm under that impression big time. It's like draw straws right, here. When, when Hillary was running, what was what was her VP? Tim Kaine? 
It was like, God, I like, tried who? to forget that election. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, but but when they when when they brought up Tim K, I was like, who? Who's this dude? I have no clue about this guy. I swear, you're right. They take names, pull them out of a hat, or out of their ass, actually. Probably out of their ass. <laughs> well, you see, the the Democrat Party used to be all about the 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 little guy, the hard worker, the the person who needs to be stuck up for, you know, for not having its moment. And uh, now it's really all about pandering to people and then completely forgetting about them once you get what you got. Well, I mean, since when did, since when does the Democrat party use force to make people comply? Like, think about this, John F. Kennedy, Democrat, a classic liberal, which let's talk about that for a minute. The term liberal. I don't know how these Democrats adopted that term liberal, but I guarantee you this, the proper term for a liberal or a proper saying, I should say, or I don't even know what the word I'm looking for. Liberals don't believe in blood sucking government. That's what I'm trying to say. They actually believe the exact opposite of that. So, I mean, where where do they get this liberal name from? I mean, I don't get it. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a word that they took and completely ran with it to pander to others to bring in what they're really going after is uh, progressive folks, the progressives, which, by the way, are not getting what they really want out of the Democratic Party. No, <laughs> no, they are definitely not. And actually, the Democratic Party is looking absolutely horrible right now. So in, in the in the first year. They have complete control. They got the House. They got the Senate. They got the presidency. Inflation is up 7%, which is insanity. The approval rate just talked about is obviously 33%. That is awful. That is horrible. And the Supreme Court just shot down their biggest their biggest thing, you know, hey, mandate, you know, business to do this. They shut that down because guess what, Joe? Guess what, Uncle Joe? That's not what America's about. America is built on freedom, liberty, oh yeah, force. Like uh like you said, inflation up seven percent, highest since nineteen eighty-two, the fastest twelve month pace in forty years. Forty years, the highest pace in, in a in a twelve month period. This this is this is complete recklessness. Um you go grocery shopping, correct? Or, or does the wife go grocery shopping? No, I'm, I'm a chef, so I like to go grocery shopping. I sometimes go with her together. And I will say this, I'm a, I am own a business, so I'm all, all about decimals and dollars and like, you know, seeing uh-huh. what's going out, what's coming in. And her and I are actually extremely boring when it comes to going grocery shopping. We pretty much eat the same shit every week, dude. You know, every once all in right. a while, throwing a surprise or whatever, but... Our grocery bill is $30 more every week than it used to be. Exactly, because this is what I'm trying to make my point on. Did you know eggs are up 29% within the last year? Steaks, beef, like like roasts, 28% increase. Bacon, 27%. Ground beef. Ground beef used to be the bare minimum, like bottom barrel shelf of getting protein in your body while growing up. Remember how, you know, hamburger helper and all that other dumb shit. Oh yeah. Well, it's up 17%. It's up 17%, bro. Uh, pork, 14% sugar has skyrocketed 12% in the last year. And then chicken, 9% milk, eight, our, uh, best friend coffee. <laughs> You've been paying 8%. 
I know these sound like small numbers. They all add up. For the, it all adds up. They all add up. They all add up. And veggies are even up 5%. Just And that's Going just out, food. That's just food. Oh, that's, Look that's at gas. Food. Look at gas, oh, which they're projecting to be about $4 a gallon by this spring. It's about three fifty right now in Detroit where I'm at. Yep. Out by me, it it is like the speedway out by me has been staying at 317 for three months. And if you punch in your little speedway code, it goes down to 314. Um, there has been some areas out in the Waterford Pontiac area that has been like 303, but it skyrockets right back up. It's like you got to catch it at the right time. Right, right. I, that happened to me when I was in Milford one time. It was like 305, and I was like, holy shit, it's 350. Oh, my yeah. God. No. And then if you want to buy, like, I mean, I like to say buy a new car, even though it's a used car. Used cars and trucks, on average, they fluctuate between an 8% and 15% increase of what you will pay on the lot. Oh, absolutely. So last year, my wife and I both got new vehicles. Um, yeah. Now that being said, you know, before I was going to buy my brand new work truck, I was going to look at a used one. There was one I found and it, you know, it was a few years old, but it only had 19,000 miles on. It was a 2018, but they wanted $31,500 for that truck. Right. So then my buddy who sold us uh, my wife's car calls, says, hey, I got a truck for you or whatever. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. How much is it? Because I had a budget, you know, and I didn't want to go over. And he he told right. me how much it was. And it was like way more than I wanted to pay. And I said, look, man, that's too much money. He goes, get your ass up in here. You know, there's rebates and you get the GM discount, all that good stuff. So I got a right. brand new truck with all my rebates and GM discount. For $37,500, which was only $6,000 more than the truck that was used. And now it's Insane, even worse. It? I bought my truck in December of 2020, right? Uh -huh. Yep. Now we're into January 22. They don't have any cars on the lot. There's, there's, yep. there's chip shortages. There's vehicle shortages. They're actually desperate for cars. They've, uh, they're buying back my wife's lease and a year and a half earlier and putting her into something brand new actually, because they don't have any cars. They have nothing to sell. I mean, that's good for your wife, but it it's great for lot, my though. wife. It's awesome. But it's that being great, said, but yeah. now, I've never heard this in my entire life, but they told her she had equity in her used car. Wait, what? Yeah, there's equity in her used car. Her car is worth more than what we paid for it, per se. Now, folks folks listening, uh, more than likely, whenever you buy a car, a car is a depreciating value item that everybody buys. You roll off the lot, it's guaranteed 3% less than what you just bought it. At it least. could be five minutes that you just rolled down the street. You know what I mean? Yep. That's the old saying. Um and then obviously maintenance and everything kind of maintains it, you know, by Kelly book, blue book standards, but hearing that it has equity, holy shit, folks, this uh, it, it's, it's like, it's great for your wife. She gets, she gets a sweet. Well, yeah, that's great, sale. but it's an, it's crazy to really think that a used car had equity. And it's, that's like saying, yeah, uh, you, you live in a, in a mobile home park and saying your mobile home has equity. Cause those lose money too. It's a bust. Oh. But guess what? One of my best friend's oh. mothers sold her mobile home for a profit. She actually made money on her mobile home. And this was 
they've probably been living in their house for close to a year and a half now. I thought it was crazy when you get a mobile home, you don't go for a mortgage. It's more like a car loan. I thought yeah. that was the craziest shit in the world. I was like, all right, cool. Well, I mean, I totally <laughs> I got get a bunch it. Of mobile homes. I lived double wide for four years with one of my buddies. I totally get it. It was cheap living, man. The place was paid off. All we paid was our lot rent for a couple of bachelors. And, like I went to high school in Novi and I lived in a single wide, but it was, it was like a nice trailer park in Novi. Right. I always daydreamed about being in the double wide because I had friends in the trailer park who lived in double wide. Those were better than most houses I went to growing up. Really nice. And they had hot tubs. Ooh, going in the hot tub. <laughs> but also what was funny about growing up in a trailer park is you would always see like somebody outside with a sweet ride. It's like it's like the car is worth more than the trailer they sleep in. <laughs> oh, it's, well, it's kind of like the, the guys that drive the jalopies but have like $5,000 worth of rims and stereo rims. on their vehicle. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing like, like saying steal me. But they're driving around a 1986 Pontiac 6000. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Who remembers those? Or am I aging myself? You're aging yourself, but also by uh, looking on this little Zoom meeting, I have these wisdom hairs in my beard that look like spider webs, and I'm 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 aging it with you, man. Uh, like I told you uh, yesterday, uh, certain smells will take you back to the past and reminisce about great times. I, I get that all the time. Like I'll smell something vanilla. It'll throw me back into high school dating somebody that I used to date, like say, we see but 11th or 12th grade and all the great moments we had. And then I'll think about the bad shit that happened to it. I'll be like, Oh, look, it's a nightmare. I'm living a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> for me, music does that for me. I could hear a song and it could take me to a certain place in time, like immediately. And I always like that feeling. I'm a, I'm a big music guy. So like, you know, oh, yeah. that's, that's my favorite place is, you know, smoking a little herb with some headphones on jamming or banging records in the basement. You know, that's just, oh, that's my happy yeah. place. And like, speaking about music, like, uh, you know, I really wish there was uh, out more bands. Remember back, like, we'll say like mid nineties to early two thousands. Like if you watch the MTV music awards, there were actual bands on stage still playing, you know, you Grant, mean MTV Grant, played music. Uh, yeah, not just Jersey Shore, which, mind you, brought out another season. I mean, these people are getting geriatric in their <laughs> shenanigan ways. <laughs> or they're showing up how they're screwing up uh, parenting 1,000%. But, yeah, there used to be bands. I get it. There was, used to be, like, Corn or Tool or even Limp Biscuit. Yes, that is my guilty pleasure. Limp Biscuit. it is what it is. I still jam out and enjoy my old music. There's no more bands anymore they're, I mean, they're there's, being a, there's a couple lingering i mean the foo fighters are still around and they're they're a big deal i actually love dave Grohl. he is to me the coolest dude in music because he just rubs elbows with everybody and he did that super cool thing with that that young girl with the drum off and then she ended up playing on stage with him at a show which i thought was super yep. cool he's just a cool dude you know and his band well, still the kid doing yeah, there was like a little boy also that did guitar riffs with him on there. I mean, Kiss Guy. That is one thing you'll never forget. You know, yeah, like, that was Kiss Guy. He was dressed up like one of the Kiss members. And so Dave Grohl was calling him Kiss Guy. Uh, I saw that video. And then, uh, like, like I, I find some nice, like, good metal bands from TikTok. And there are some younger crowd folk trying to bring back. Uh, the emo era from the mid 2000s. It's Please cool, don't. reminiscent a little bit. 
no, 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 no. I'm saying it's cool that somebody young is trying to do something old. Well, I'm just I'm saying, please say don't I'm, bring that I'm, shit back. That was terrible. <laughs> if anything, pr- please bring back like like more Metallica bands or more uh, Sublime bands, please. I can jam band all day long. See, I want but punk we, rock to come back, like real punk rock, though. None of that emo stuff. None of that wrist cutter stuff. None of oh, that. I want. I want some bands like Minor Threat to come back. No effects. You know, bad, bad religion, bad brains, black flag. I, want, I, I mean, w- all those guys, all those bands. I I'm want to see bands that like that to come back, man. Because I want a band to come back and replace Dropkick Murphys because they've highly disappointed me as of late. Because they're doing the exact same thing Rage Against the Machine's doing. Really? Ruining their fans. Yes. Oh, they are. Rage Against the Machine broke my ever-loving heart. You had to bring those guys up, huh? I did because we need bands to replace these people because uh, when I found out Dropkick Murphys is doing the exact same thing as Rage, like I just wanted to like throw out all my t-shirts and every, and all my CDs that I, yes, yes, folks. I said CDs. I still own them. Um, I wanted to get rid of them because they're pushing the vaccine narrative that their fans must be vaccinated to go enjoy their shows which mind you they were all about fuck the system fuck the man yeah we gotta talk about this we 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 gotta segue into this now because now you brought it up and i'm actually i am very sour i'll even say i'm butthurt about this whole rage thing now growing up man i started listening to rage against the machine when i was probably 11 or 12 years old my cousin actually introduced me to them and i thought they were awesome and they were talking about something and it was right around the time where like hip hop was really starting to blow. Like the early nineties was a cool time for music and being a kid all at the same time. Now being a big or being an old rage against the machine fan. Now, um, you know, you grow up listening to their music and you get into it and you believe it like, Hey, fuck this system. And these people are bad. And, and for crying out loud, rage against the machine, in the year 2000 played a protest show at the democratic national convention as a protest to the two party system. Right. I mean, these guys, I remember these guys were anti government, anti, you know, whatever these, whatever the, 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 the man was spitting, don't believe it and don't do it. Right. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Hell yeah. Right. Now here we are. 2021 comes around and I start seeing stories that rage against the machines only going to play shows for vaccinated people. Uh, what the fuck? Like, Oh, exactly. <laughs> what? So like, you're bowing down the knee. You're bowing down to the exact system that you've been preaching to hate for the past 30 years. Oh, that's devastating, bro. That is just devastating as a fan. And I mean, some, I'm sure some will call me a crybaby and blah, 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 but whatever it is, what it is. I'm hurt. I'm mad. I'm pissed off. It's, it's comedy rock to me now. It is comedy rock. I deleted all their shit off of my uh, iTunes. Um, Nothing worse. Like having like and it, and it started with this because I was like, oh, fuck them. I'm gonna get rid of their music. And I didn't get around to it until I was at the gym. And I had my gym playlist, which had Bulls on Parade on there. You know, nothing like getting amped up. I Rally like, around the family nope. with a pocket full of shells. I immediately stopped my workout, went to my phone, deleted everything on the bench. I was, do- I was, I was doing chess that day. I deleted every fucking thing of Rage Against the Machine on there. 
immediately. I was like, oh, thank you for the fucking reminder. I appreciate it. Delete, 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 delete. I'm fucking done with you. Yeah, it's sad. Tommy fucking bastards. And, you know, and the whole thing is with this, this, you know, doing certain things for vaccinated people versus unvaccinated people. Now that creates segregation. And here we are in, in, in the year 2022 creating segregation when we were supposed to walk away from that. I mean, this, this should be a thing in the past. Right. And obviously yeah, it's it not their second class citizenship, you know, but, but now they're creating segregation and people are on board with it. That's the scary part. That they are, the scary part. they are on board with it. And I'm like, Dude, you shouldn't hate your neighbor over a fucking vaccination, dude. It's so stupid. It makes no sense. But that's my libertarian side of me coming out like, hey, man, you do what's best for your life. I do what's best for my life. And just don't talk about it because it's none of our business. Your medical shit is none of our business. Did I go tell Am I going out telling people I got a finger shoved up my ass at the dock? You know, all boastful and proud about that. No, I'm not doing that. Nor is it anybody's business. You know, yeah, um, the doctor's office should stay between the doctor and patient. No and government know, involvement. Know, so Fuck the government some, and their involvement. Oh, exactly. We now on the combatness of that statement, like you have some people on the right trying to post memes of, you know, of how segregation was. You know, they would show old shit of the Holocaust. And then show things of, you know, Jim Crow of, you know, signs of whites only except doing Photoshop saying vaccinated only. Right. right. And the left will completely fucking wig out and go, that has no comparison into the struggles of him. I'm like, no, it it is in comparison. We are going down that road. It is second class citizenship. You are agreeing that it is okay to go back to these type of thoughts. And like you said, that is the scariest current fucking situation we have in this country. No, and it and I mean, everything that's happening right now is really scary because there's too many unknowns and there's, it's always Way something new that's coming out. It's always something new that's coming out. But at the end of the day, all these problems that we have are because of government. It's not because of COVID. COVID did not drive people against each other. It was the government's response to it. Government forced you to close your business. Government forced you to stay home. Government told you whether your job was essential or not. Hello. Um, All of our jobs are essential. How the fuck do you expect people to feed their families? Assholes. That was the most frustrating one was, is what was deemed essential and then what was deemed inessential? I'm like, call me crazy. If you got a job, it's essential to raise your family. Um, like, <laughs> like I'll always say, because uh, of the medical staff situation of now everybody's got to be vaccinated. Those people who got fired or resigned were called heroes the last, the first year and a half. And now with no shot, with no shot. Mind you, with no shot, there was no there vaccine. There was no vaccine. Yes, but now all of a sudden they're scum of the earth, right? Because they won't get it. Because they're uh, mis- they're they're spreading misinformation, or uh, you know their experiences do not speak on the peer reviewed data that has been. I'm like, fuck your peer reviewed data, okay? Like everybody has gone. Th- like th- there is no exact 
way of this virus has affected anybody the exact same. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like when I, I had COVID in November of 2020, I actually had to cancel Thanksgiving dinner. My wife bought all this food for, you know, we have her family over and stuff. She's pretty mad, actually. <laughs> but, uh, right. Right. you know, I had it back in November of 2020. It, w- it was very mild. It was three days of body aches and headaches and cough. You know, the aches were kind of intense a little bit, but it wasn't nothing that uh, that Tylenol couldn't take care of. And, uh, but then after that, I was fine. I was boogery and tired for like a week. And then, you know, the show right. went on, you know, I didn't panic. Check this out. I'm holding a bottle of NyQuil and I'm reading off what you just said. Headaches, fever, sore throat, minor aches and pains. That's what that, that's what this shit is supposed to help you combat with. Omicron. Those, that's, that's Omicron's. Uh, those are the symptoms. So we're talking, we had to give a clever name to the common yep. cold to scare the living fuck out of everybody again, because their narrative isn't going very well. So we're just going to keep pushing and keep pushing and keep, now, pushing, keep pushing. I didn't say that just to be a dickhead. No, I know you did. But I know you got to understand that. a certain side of the political fence thinks if you immediately have coronavirus that you must rush your fucking ass up to the ER and clog the fucking hospital. Right. Um, now I got those. I, I got that idea from Bill Maher who is beyond leftist in my opinion, but he is now like, this is fucking bullshit. I'm fucking tired of it because he has stated that Democrats or folks on the left think that it is an immediate I need to go to the hospital ER to get checked out. Yet they're blaming the people who don't believe in this. Because check this out. If if, if statistics are high of those going to the hospital from testing, right? And a certain side of the fence does not believe in getting vaccinated or testing, who are the fucking ones testing positive? The vaccinated. Thank you. Because in Australia right now, the uh, vaccinated have outnumbered the unvaccinated in hospitals. That came out yesterday in the news that, mind you, you will not see on mainstream. Oh, of course not. Uh, Mainstream media is a joke. So yesterday I was pandering back and forth between the enemy. And by the enemy, I say Fox News and CNN. Um, And and it's, it's amazing to watch both of them because literally... I see it. And I'm under the impression that the, the mainstream media is their, their main job is to keep the working class at each other's throats. And let me tell you something from what I saw yesterday. Whoa. So Fox, all they do is bash Democrats all day. They just bash them all day, all day long. Yeah, I know. And because the Democrats could never do anything good. Right. Never, never. You're like, they don't have any good mm-hmm. ideas because we're Republicans and you know, we're the best. Right. So then you go to CNN and all they do is bash Republicans and bash and bash and bash and bash. And it's like, no wonder people are divided. They're getting the shit, you know, pounded into their head. And, you know, and if it's their belief system, they're really going to eat it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, The the mainstream media is, is they're just, they're all full of shit. Let's just, let's, let's just get it out there. Mainstream media is full of shit. Mm -hmm. Facts, facts. Uh, Politics are supposed to keep you divided at all times because the government's hugest fear is all of us coming together and moving towards one goal. You got that um, right. 
now I'm no way trying to say we should have a one government party because no, 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 because then bigger problems fucking happen. I mean, we have people. Well, that's what they're trying to do right now. dude. I mean, that's that's essentially what these Democrats are trying to do right now. Exactly. Um, And the word uh, conservative has been misconstrued terribly uh, because conservative used to be meaning like you were conservative on certain ideas, not saying that conservative means racist, homophobic, yada, 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 which is continuously punched on the CNN line of the box. Because it's all that's all. And and both sides are are guilty of this. That's all about Mm -hmm. demonizing the other side. That's the only go to they have, you know, the right will call Democrats. Oh, you're a bunch of baby killers, you know, and the Democrats will be like, oh, you're a bunch of Nazis. You know, and it's like, okay, I get it. You know what? The Democrats blame the Republicans on everything that's bad right now and vice versa. But guess what? They're both right. They are both Mm -hmm. right. Everything is the government's fault. That is wrong. Right now in this country, the government did this 20 years ago after 9-11, a little over 20 years ago now, right? The Mm -hmm. most, the most united that this country has ever been. It didn't matter if you were a right, left, black, white, yellow, orange, whatever you may be, uh, you know, we were united as a country. I mean, it was a thing, man. And it, that was actually that was beautiful. That was pretty cool. Now, here yeah. we are a little over 20 years later, the most di- divided we have ever been. I mean, we're mm-hmm. so divided that families can't even be in the same room together. Let that oh, sink in. Like people, like people, you know, and families can't even be in the same room together over political beliefs. But all this growing all this, up, we used to have those friends that we never agreed with, but we kept them in our circle because they were still good people. Some of them, two of my best friends. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you a real quick story. Two of my best yeah. friends, right? One's a staunch Republican, and one is as left as they come. Man, that's just the way it yeah. is. And here's me, the libertarian. You know. The crazy libertarian, the utopian libertarian, you know, but guess what? We can all sit down in the same room, talk shit. Hey, we can make fun of each other's political beliefs and share funny memes to each other and stuff. And guess what? We still all go to the diner and have breakfast together or go have beers together or smoke a J together because it's yeah. not that deep. It's not that important because once, once you realize what is really going on right now, it is not a right versus left problem. This is good versus evil. This is us versus them. If you think the Democrats and Republicans are different, I'm sorry, you're wrong. You're just, they're oh, the yeah. same. They're the same people. The same people, just more dosed on one, on a couple topics than the other. Like, you know, fucking for real. And all, the, all in both sides, all they do is lie to you and steal your money. Tax oh, and spend. Yes. Tax and spend, oh. dude. That's all they do. It's all about that's the cream. All. Cash rules everything around me. That's right. <laughs> you know, but that's that's what they do. They 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 steal from us. They lie to us. They they try to to get us on board with them and and came came to their ways when all they're really doing is stripping liberties, stealing our money, and putting us in a deeper hole. And when these uh, talks keep on going, especially with midterms coming on up and the. Oh my god! This kicking. Be, I like this year's going to be a train wreck with the midterms. I guarantee this is going to be a shit show. I can't wait. We're going to be it, doing it shows. Is, it is. It's hard to remain middle. You know what I mean for what we always believe in, because now they're going to be doing shin kicking 
up to a thousand percent. The word uh, Nazi is going to be overused again and loses its power. Right. Same thing with the word racist. Mm-hmm. That word has lost its power from overuse. Um, what, what's the other? libtard? That's going to come out again. I'm like, come on, people. Well, here's we just, the thing, like, though. Like, and and that's the other thing that you, with the division stuff, like when you start calling people names like that, we're all guilty of it. I do it. I've done it, you know, but at the end of the day, you're never going to get your point across like that. Mm -hmm. I've learned that over the last couple of years, I've been pretty, pretty uh, boisterous about everything that's going on over the past, you know, going into three years. I I definitely feel some type of way about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Probably different than most would feel. and, And I've been called some things because of it, but whatever, you know, I don't care what people. Yeah, you can't fly off the handle. (laughs) But I mean, like to go out there and start calling people sheeple or libtard. Oh yeah, yeah. Are not sheeple thing. You know what I mean? Like, like, come on, man. We're never, we're never gonna unite like that. And this, this is what, this is what my, I want this show to be. I want it to be a lot of fun, but I also want to try to bring people together. You know, I don't want people to think like me. I just want people to use their heads. You know, I want I like people the to think that you want to have you want to have open dialogue. You want to be able to have a conversation with people who you don't agree with. Like, sorry, if I'm in a room with people, I don't want a whole bunch of people being yes men with me. I want I want somebody who will disagree with me and be chill as I am sitting. You know what I'm saying? You want to have that conversation because that's how you get a point across. Um, because. What's going on with the midterms, I mean, the way how everything's coming with uh, redistricting and uh, resignations of, you know, Democrats, a lot of red wins are going to be happening. I mean, it is what it is. I've checked out multiple aggregates, which are usually pulling towards Democrats, and shit is looking awful for the blue side. But it's going to bring... This midterm, if things keep up for the Biden administration at this pace, this midterm will be a landslide with the Republicans. They will just it won't even be close. The Democrats will be out. Yeah, especially with inflation. Yeah. Oh, the inflation. If the inflation keeps going up. I mean, here, let's let's look at this a little bit here. So as the U.S. dollar drops, investors are losing losing faith in the economy, which means if the investors start pulling out of things in our economy, the dollar is going to collapse. Like well, yeah, collapse. we produced 60 percent of all currency within the last three years with all the stimulus checks. That's 40. 40 percent is the. Oh, magic sorry, 40%, number. Yeah, yeah. 40 yeah. percent is the, the magic number of. Yeah. In 2020. Oh, wow. Really think about this. If you're listening, I really let this sink in, please. 40 percent of all U.S. currency ever printed ever in the history of the United States Printing printing money was printed in 2020. That's a problem. Dollar is the new yen. And guess and and guess what? That's what drove the inflation. I don't know if that's a big secret or not. I don't know why I'm whispering that. But when you just (laughs) print money out of thin air and just give it away and and think you're you're stimulating. Yeah, you're you're killing the American dollar is what you're doing. And now, you know, 
it's just going to come to a point where we might be in big trouble within the next year if they don't get this in line. You know, I just saw there's a funny thing the Libertarian Party just put out on uh, on all their socials. Um, the 10 year challenge of the U.S. national debt. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Buckle up, kids. <laughs> Buckle up. Ten years ago, the national debt was roughly 15 million dollars. It was kissing it. Here we are. Ten years later, we are hovering. the. Th- I'm sorry. 15 trillion, not what I say, billion, whatever. Anyways, 15 trillion was the number 10 years ago. Now we're kissing $30 trillion in 10 years. What? Send the country to collections. Yep. I mean, (laughs) like, let's be honest. That's never getting paid for. That's never going to be fixed. Um, Being fiscally responsible is not a thing. Um, I don't, I don't think they even care about it anymore. It's, it's literally a game to them and, and don't get it twisted. You know, the Republicans are really pissed off about all this uh, Democrat spending, but Hey, uh, everybody's hero, Donald Trump was uh, writing checks left and right too. So, you know, Hey, but they're different, right? Keep that same energy, folks. Keep that same energy. <laughs> They're different, right? <laughs> and, and for those folks who like to make fun of rednecks and everything, uh, you might want to make friends with them and learn how to hunt pretty soon because that's the only way uh, you're going to get your food. Hunting and, and growing. And I'm not just saying only growing weed, folks. I'm talking about grow. save your, save your, uh, your peppers, save the seeds, save your tomatoes, save your strawberry seeds, start growing your own shit, folks. Like you remember when we first got all locked down? And the only stores you could go to were big box stores. Mm-hmm. And there were certain sections blocked off that you could not have access to. Seeds Those were, areas had seeds. Seeds were one of them. Yep. Sorry, I just choked on my red wine a little bit. <laughs> That's okay, brother. That's okay. You're going to need more red wine because uh, if we ever go back to that, it's going to be all hell breaking loose again. Well, I mean, all hell is breaking loose now. And I, I think that. If, if we keep up at the way we're going and the government keeps it up the way they're going, um, we're going to see a civil war by the time 2024 comes. Yeah. But it might, not, like, uh... it might not be the civil war that people are thinking, but there's, there's already civil war happening right now. And yeah, within, well, be, well, no, within political parties. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the civil war. It's all done through electronical, you know, internet and uh what do you call it? Uh everybody's making pretty much anybody can make their own post on social media right. and you have your own followers and that's how everybody's being divided. But what just came out because of the January 6th uh lame insurrection, I'm sorry to break your riot. heart on those folks. riot. Yeah, it was a fucking riot. And then also, uh, when the police completely let people in, like we're talking like not shoving them in, but right. here you go. Like you've seen the video. I mean, the videos are out there. There's it's no big secret. Like the 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 police or whoever was the security for the White House was just letting those yeah. people in. And you know, they it was I can't believe they still call that an insurrection. An insurrection is a violent takeover of government. And that did not happen, ladies and gentlemen. Not even close. It was a bunch of assholes who went in there and broke shit and took selfies and acted like a bunch of buffoons. That's all it was. We're going to put a pin in that real quick. But now, because of what happened on January 6th, uh, I don't remember the who, who brought out the article, but they were saying that special forces 
and uh, volunteer uh, folk are going to be doing combat training down in uh, South Carolina as if it was a how to practice for a uh, civil war takeover of a government. Now, here's the thing. These type of exercises have been going on in the military since the 70s. This is nothing new. But because of what happened on January 6th and nothing is really sticking to it, they're trying to uh, put it out there in pretty much, you know, Joe Blow, who does not pay attention to the news in articles and realize, oh, my God, the government is training just in case if we want to uprise against the current government. You know what I'm saying? These type of exercises are nothing new. They've always had certain squads. Like it's like this. I was in the military, but I was I was just plain regular army. However, we had special teams in the regular army, such as SFATs and other certain training. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now, once you break it, once you get go down the roads towards you got your ranger battalions and then you have your special forces, which breaks off, breaks off into spe- other teams. Like for what you think the government does not have, they have six more of what you really don't know. Right. Like there's beyond shadow teams out there, folks. That's not a conspiracy thing. That is just plain fucking facts, man. Well, I mean, you you're, the this is coming from the cat's kids. mouth. I mean, you were in the military, you know how this shit works. And also I, I will go ahead and say, and I also don't know how a lot of shit works. You want to know why? Because they ain't going to fucking tell you. Well, I mean, because you're just property to them. Exactly. Oh, I was definitely government property. I remember when I uh, I first got to uh, Fort Carson, Colorado, and uh, I got a sunburn that was really, really bad. And I had a smart-ass NCO go, you know what, you can get an Article 15 for having a sunburn for, you know, destruction of government property. I was like, yeah, whatever, that's fine. Get out of here. No, I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> that is some bullshit. Anything, anything that you that happens to you that you could have prevented as a soldier can be held against you as damage to government property. Once you sign that fucking dotted line, you are owned. Yeah, it sounds about right. You know, you're, you're, I, I know some other guys who are, who uh, did military time. My best friend was in there for 20 years. You know, he did it. He's collecting that pension now. You know, he's early 40s getting that pension from the United States government, you know, but 20 I, years. That's crazy. Yeah. 20 years. Ranger. Badass motherfucker. Oh, that's 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 a badass. That's a genuine badass. And he probably uh, really can't that, deal with. Civilian that's the epitome right of like FAFO right there is an army ranger. Fuck around. Find out. <laughs> Fuck around and find out. You're going to. Oh, yeah. That is one guy. If you spill his milk, get him a new one. I'll tell you that. So, he might be sounding like he's cool. But get him a new one. So now that we're on the topic of some military stuff, you being yeah. an Afghan war veteran, I know this is a little late because it's happened over the summer now, but this is a new show. And I want to know your take on the uh, the exit of Afghanistan. How do you feel about that? How, how do you feel about how it went down? And who are you pointing fingers at? How do I sum up getting spit in the face, shit in the mouth, and kicked in the nuts at the same time. What's the word for that? Because it was completely disrespectful to all those who went over there, served, died, and also forgotten about because we had how many Americans over there and they just decided to say, hey, fuck them. Like, this was worse than leaving Vietnam. 
we've really just upped and left. Yeah, with, um, with no plan. All the equipment we left over there, all the training we gave the uh, Afghan National Army and police, we would train their asses of how to shoot properly, how to maneuver without killing themselves. Because I'm not going to say it, they are not the best trained to figure out their own problems. And then they get completely fucking taken over time and time and again by the Taliban. So, um, so riddle me this. Uh, We're there for, for 20 years. We, this, this was a 20 year war. Um, four presidents, uh, a couple different changes in the house and Senate. And Joe Biden was the one who finally had the balls to pull him out. Thank, I mean, I'm, I'm down with that. I'm glad he got him out of there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was great. We should have never been over there. I'll no. tell you that. Well, thank you. I was about to ask you that, and you just answered my question. How did you, oh. you know, did you think we ever belonged there in the first place? Nope, not our fucking business. You know, you know what's funny? Uh, you serve, and you have a sense of pride. And then once you get out, you you just... I mean, some people do it. I'm not, I'm not shitting on these type of people, by the way. I mean, it's just how things are and how you get back into society. You have the veteran that wants to wear all their old shit. You have the veteran that still has pride and wants to wear all the grunt style gear, the black rifle coffee, everything. And then you just end up being the veteran eventually of please stop fucking recognizing that I was there. That's the point I am in my life. We never should have been over there. The shit that we fucking did over there behind the scenes was fucking terrible. I mean, there were war crimes done over there. They were swept under the fucking rug many times. Um, it, it's like it's like this. What if somebody went to your backyard? Somebody invaded you. What's your first fucking thought? Fight back. Fight back. Fuck you, right? Right. So that's what these people now I'm not siding with the Taliban because some of the shit, the Taliban, I completely don't fucking agree with women and children should be able to go to school and not be treated like pretty much life slaves. That's a generalization. That's not exact. Right. Okay. That's what I'm just saying right there. Mm -hmm. But as far as somebody going into your backyard, trying to tell you what the fuck to do, knock on your door. And I mean, raid knock to look for a bad guy that had horrible intel on. And then you ended up getting bruised, battered and anything and affected and maybe possibly arrested and held without your will. I mean, it sounds like I'm, I'm going against us. But fuck that shit. We went over there with the wrong intentions and the wrong ideas, man. Well, because the intention um, was never really to get the bad guy, was it? No. The, I mean, you went over there like you you're, you go over there with the mindset you're fighting the war on terrorism. And then you realize that you're a fucking pawn in the game. And you're like, what? What war am I looking at? It was the People war. It was the war of protecting their investment in those mountains. Does, uh, are you aware? Well, I think you probably do know what was in all those mountains in uh, Afghanistan. What is there copious amounts of in those mountains in Afghanistan? Uh, probably minerals or something good. Lithium. You know, look, I was an infantryman on a frontline unit, and we were told to patrol and get Taliban out of out of villages. Right. Right. And there was a lot of times we were given bad intel. There was a lot of times where we had, uh, what do you call it? Uh, 
like there would be old Russian mines from the USSR still in the fucking fields. Oh no shit. Like, yeah, exactly. And we would always have to call EOD and get it exploded, which was actually pretty cool. Cause they had like this thing that looked like Wally <laughs> come out nice. and inspect it. And one time Wally hit a pressure plate and it exploded and you could hear on the cans with one of the sergeants going Wally and you just could not help laughing, man. <laughs> like there was a lot of good moments, like, like the brotherhood and shit that I served with, with my dudes over there. That's the one thing and probably the only thing I fucking miss, but the high constant stress and fear, uh, I don't miss at all. Well, I mean, I couldn't imagine, you know, I, I, I couldn't go to the service. I never did that. I had my opportunity. Well, you got to remember, this was a war without uniforms, dude. Like, you didn't know what the fuck you were looking at. Like, an old line from the movie Platoon. I wouldn't know what a, well, sorry for the term, what a gook would look like or a Viet Cong would look like in Vietnam. I wouldn't right. know what one looked like if it hit me right in the fucking face from Charlie Sheen in the movie Platoon. Right. Same thing fucking applies in Afghanistan, man. You don't know who's good, who's bad, unless they're pointing shit at you. Right, right. I just I was under the impression that we were there for 20 years and we were there for 20 years, not because, well, I mean, part of it was to get the bad guy, obviously, and they did, but we continued to stay there for a reason. And the reason being is that there's copious amounts of lithium in those mountains in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah. And what there do we go. need yeah. lithium Better for? Work, Batteries. Every, you know, these Democrats are trying to make everything electric now, electric cars, electric lawnmower, anything that needs lithium. So they had to protect their interests for all that time. And I think part of the deal was when we left, that's why we gave and don't take this. I didn't hear this anywhere. This is just my (laughs) humble opinion or not humble, however you want to take it. But I feel like we gift wrapped all those weapons and military equipment to the Taliban when we left in exchange for the lithium in the mountains. Well, yeah, it was like this. uh, I was on a JCAF, which is a uh, our little mini base about. 10 clicks away from the main fob where we would get supplies and shit, right? So our last day there, we are, you know, cleaning out everything, throwing everything in the burn pit. And we had, uh, it was being replaced by the ANA, Afghan National Army. They were going to take over the base. Well, lo and behold, we found out they got taken, they got ran over and uh, the place was just gone within like two weeks. You know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, the fuck it's like they waited for us to exactly leave just to take over their own shit so my belief it was a 20-year war that we lost we it was 20 years of good in our ass well there was never there was never a winner in that and there There was never was never a winner it was never a winning situation actually now there is a winner now there is a winner the taliban afghanistan won we're not there we're not there anymore yeah so there's a winner four presidents four presidents trillions of dollars spent and all we did was replace the Taliban with the Taliban. Yep. Fantastic United States government. Fantastic. Kudos to you assholes. Pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) And now, mind you, my voice and opinion does not reflect any other soldier currently serving who who has served. These are my beliefs, my views, my experiences. You're not the only one with those, I promise you that. And um, yeah, exactly. My views and experience and thoughts are not the only one. So if you're bad, keep it to yourself. I'm not going to really respond to any shit. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be pretty much yelling at a wall. Like, cool. Cool story, bro. Gotcha. <laughs> 
my 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 biggest worry of now is our own country because people like to talk about martial law as of late and uh, the military turning on us. I'm like, I don't, I don't think that'll happen because they're called the 1% for a reason. There's only 1% right. of the population in there. And there's a lot more um, armed civil, uh, civilians who never served adding with the veterans who have been trained that the government paid millions on to serve and still know uh, it's not like I don't know how to operate by 240 or, uh, or right. any of the weapons that I was trained on none of, or, or learned how to shoot over and over for expert and everything because everybody shoots expert. It is what it is. You've learned these things. You never leave them like one day, like an hour at the range will fucking figure out how well you're still shooting. And it, nine times out of 10, you're going to be an expert shot. Right. Uh, the tactics never change. I mean, <laughs> come come on. We were all given these books of learning tactical training and everything. And every time when you got to your unit, you learned these things. So if you ask me, the governments, they're the underdog, not us. Well, I mean, I mean, technically, yeah, but people don't believe that. They People have been so brainwashed that I don't think people really believe that they have the power anymore to stand up for themselves against them. I really feel that way. And historically speaking, you know, in, in the history books, guerrilla warfare has always won. Vietnam beat the shit out of the American soldiers. Afghanistan is now definitely showing that guerrilla warfare not only worked against us, but the Russians as well. Right. The Russians had all the fucking technology. Granted, yeah, we fronted weapons just like how we did in the last 20 years. Right. And got rid of. And then you also have like other countries in like Cambodia and everything. Guerrilla warfare is winning. South America, guerrilla warfare is winning. So when people go, when the tanks run, you know, come down the street, I saw this one video when the tanks come down the streets, what are you going to do? There was a tanker that went ahead and said, what you got to do, get some lead paint and put it on their visual sensors. That's going to automatically blind them. And somebody's going to come out of the hatch, possibly the loader. Once the loader, you take out the loader, you could shoot five, five, six or anything in there. And it's going to ping off and take care of everybody. And then you could take sledgehammers, hammer the tubes and take off the machine guns and all the ammunition is on the right hand side. Like I said, we were trained. Right. We know how things operate. That and, you know, for, for, I want to come out and say this real quick too, because we're talking about civil war and veterans and in training and stuff like that. Now for, for all, for all these radicals out there that think that they're going to, they're going to start this civil war. We're just going to take the streets and start shooting each other and crazy shit like that. Um, Guess what? There's people out there in the world that really did have to kill people in combat. And the moment that you get those people riled up, you better watch the fuck out because they are trained and they will kill you like straight up. Well, and also it's not just the only the combat ones like, um, you know how we have domestic violence in the streets yes. normally. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's people who, you know, obviously we have, murders on murderers on the streets that i'm not i'm not saying in general but in like other in like big towns that have gotten away scot-free so you also have to put a whole bunch of other things in effect 
overall civil war yeah it's it's a fear uh we hope it does not happen likelihood it is still always going to be on the 50 50 talk um you can only hope that we eventually get better the further we go down the road. Well, I mean, I don't want to see that at all. I don't want to see any. Oh, no. You know, I don't want to see any of that. I mean, That's insanity. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, I mean, I got kids. I want to see them grow up. You know, but I, I mean, bad there is a civil war, though, that is happening right now within our own government, within political yeah, parties. Yeah. Like the Democrats aren't getting along right now with each other. You know, it's like Democrats versus progressives. And then the Republicans are yeah. definitely fighting the spineless, as you would say, the spineless Republicans, because that's spineless exactly what they are. Ladies and gentlemen, the Republican Party died after the 2020 election because they had yes. no spine. Zero. Yes, yes, they did. Uh, they, they had the power to go ahead and play their power card and they gave the biggest middle finger. And I'm just, I was laughing. I was just like wow, this is really going down. Outstanding. It looks like they have officially eaten their own. They totally um, did it to themselves. The GOP turned their back on Trump. But then the, yeah. the one thing that really, really, really pissed me off with all that is all of a sudden yeah. Rand Paul jumped on the fucking Trump train. And I'm like, no, not you. Yeah, it hurt. Man. Come on, man. I mean, it hurt. It at hurt. the end, here, the reason I'm a libertarian is because of Ron Paul, Rand's dad. That guy was yeah. the one. He's the grand pooba of us libertarians. He's the one that opened my eyes. I was a staunch Republican before that. I really was. Yeah, I, yeah. I voted Republican. That's the way I did. I've never been a Democrat in my entire life. I've had, I have Democrat views, but I've never voted that way. It's just, I just never did. But then Ron Paul came along and and started preaching about how, you know, what liberty is really supposed to be and how freedom's really supposed to be. And Republicans like to restrict rights just as much as Democrats do, just in their own way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. So Rand Paul is a Republican. He is. But I always liked him because of his dad. But then mm -hmm. he does something like this and jumps on Trump's back and like Trump wasn't terrible. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to, I didn't hate Trump. You don't want to show I, I too much favoritism because you're going to get like a view in well, somebody's head right now. Well, I don't trust Trump. I, that was the thing. Like I didn't, I don't hate Trump, Why would you? but, but I didn't trust him. You know, some of his policies, he had some really good policies. He did, you know, he had some really bad ones too, you know, yeah. and he, he, he gave tax breaks to all his buddies, just like all the rest of the politicians do. And to be quite yeah. honest with you, if he would have stayed off of Twitter, he probably would have won that this last election in a landslide. Twitter killed him. Yeah, Twitter yeah. definitely killed had, him. If had he, he just would have, if you'd have just stayed in his role and and lived off the script, Biden had no chance. He really didn't. You know, I think. I'll most, tell you what. Right now, I'll take I'll take mean tweets right now any day of the week. I mean, I don't even know what I would take at this point because that presidency wasn't my favorite either. Um, I did vote for Trump in 16, unfortunately. Uh, you know, I voted libertarian in 2008 and 2012, and then 16 came along, and I got scared. I'm not even going to, you know, sugarcoat it. I got scared because Gary Johnson had zero chance, like none. He just didn't. He was a little over That's the top at the time, you know, and and I just – and as as a somebody whose best friend served in in the military and you served in the military and I got people who are close to me who served in the military. And after that Benghazi mess, I couldn't 
with a conscience vote for her. I just couldn't do it. And her policies were communists. I mean, she, she, some will call it communism. Some will call it Marxism. Either way, it's all the same shit really. And her, she, oh man, don't get me started. I could go off on a tangent about that, which we actually should because the, 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 the enemies, the enemies of the media, the, the Fox news and the CNN have both reported a possible Trump Clinton 2.0 in 2024. And on both sides, it smells like desperation. For fuck's sake, dude. Are you kidding me? We're well, gonna go it's not going to be Biden, again? I'll tell you that. No, no, no. It's he's done. He's. He, I, I, I just don't. He's a one and doneer. Jimmy Carter, welcome back. Yeah, um, I mean, Uncle Joe, this is it for him, you know. And for any for anybody who wants to know why I call him Uncle Joe, let's just get it out there right now. Everybody has that super creepy uncle that doesn't know his head from his ass. So it's Uncle Joe. But no, he has no well, way. He no way he's gonna get another term, or is he gonna run? He's too old. Well, you know what's Uncle Joe's favorite smell in the kitchen, right? A woman's hair. I wonder if he sniffed glue when he was little. If he was such a sniffer his whole life, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I'm just being an asshole. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they, look, I remember remember when I told you that I was playing wiffle ball one year yeah. in a nice league and uh I was talking to somebody and I was just we were going over, you know, the, the election. I was just like, I don't think I can go with Joe. He has got that dementia thing going on, I swear to God. And the late you know, the person who I was talking with says that they were a teacher and they know exactly what they're looking for when it comes to dementia and he doesn't have it. And I was sitting there going, are you fucking higher than giraffe pussy? Look at the guy. He's got beady fucking eyes and he's lost all the time. <laughs> like his eyes are sunk in guys. Don't, remember, remember what was it? Hannibal, the guy who uh, wants to feed Hannibal to the, the wild boars, but ended up getting pushed in there. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fucking Joe Biden. It is what it is, folks. But here's you know, the thing. He is our president, and I'm tired of people saying, like, I'm saying, like, dark, gloomy things of what happens to him. Like, people have said, I hope he gets COVID and dies. I'm like, I really don't want that for him. That's that's. Not I don't nice. wish like, ill will on anyone. I really don't. Like, you don't want to wish death on people you know that's just not cool bro well that and like let, let's be let's get real real right now let's get super real, real. right now Let we're, we're, we're getting real yo so joe biden he looks rough man he looks rough out there he doesn't look like he's doing good health wise um he's always like slurring his words like and then it was like say something an hour of pressure yeah you know and and it's sad that they keep putting him out there like that. Like, I don't it's think fucking he, elder abuse. It's it's not, you know, this isn't Joe Biden. I promise you that like all this, all these things that are happening. This isn't Joe. Joe was a moderate back in the day. He wasn't a progressive like this. He's got too many people chirping at him and tell him which way to go. And it's blowing up in their face right now. But but seriously, man, I actually genuinely feel bad for the guy because it's weekend at Bernie's, man. Oh, it's, yeah. it's weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> it is. Oh. I genuinely feel um, bad for him. This isn't his fault. He thinks it's great. He finally became president after almost 50 years of being in politics. Good for him, right? You know, you, yeah. you, you think he worked for it, you know, whatever. Everybody can feel however the fuck they want. But in all reality, he doesn't belong where he is. He doesn't even know where he is. 
And it's a shame that these people keep putting them out there because. Like, if you're going to put Kamala as president, just go ahead and do it real quick, please. No, we don't want to see that, like, dude. That'd be a disaster. That'd be worse. Then put somebody else out there because. This, well, Pelosi's it's, it's next in because... the pecking order. So what do you want? I mean, we have to keep Joe. There's no, Pelosi's next in the pecking order. It's obviously. She's, Biden. Down, she, she, yeah, said she's, that? she's not going after another term, though. She's done. Who said that? Where'd you hear that? I heard that from when I was watching on Tim Pool that she's not going for her 19th, uh, what do you call it, term. She's only going to stop at 18 right now. I find that hard to That's believe what I'm that she's going to leave all that money. But, hey, like I said, we're going to go ahead and put a pin in that one. We'll come back and talk about it on another time. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's. But there's as far as I'm tracking, she's, she's, she's going to stop eventually, I guess. I certainly hope so. We got to put yeah, term oh, limits yeah, on these power. assholes. Like why, why that, is it that a president yes. has a term limit, a governor has a term limit, and those are like the two of the highest, you know, orders, you know, places to be why? in government. But then like people in Congress can just be there for 900 years. Get the fuck out of here. Well, why? Because so the same narrative keeps going. Like, do you remember the Levins here in Michigan? They were oh, fucking yeah. always there. You got, uh, what's her name? Uh, currently... Dingle. Debbie Stabenow. She's still fucking there, bro. Oh, yeah. Come Stabenow's on, there. Fresh blood in there. Actually, she love, wrote me a letter think... back. I got a letter back from Debbie Stabenow. I wrote her a letter. And she I'm sure it was really? some generic bullshit. I'd have to find it in my emails. But, yeah, I uh, I signed a petition about that uh-huh. uh, part of the bill where the government was going to monitor bank accounts uh, of deposits. Six hundred dollars. Oh, more. yeah, greater than six hundred dollars, which is fuck that shit, dude. So, so well, hey, check this out now. So, anyways, I I, I write a letter, I sign a petition, and I write a letter, and she writes me back saying that's not going to happen as of right now. I take it with a grain of salt. I don't believe a fucking word a politician says ever. You know, I'm a Carlin guy. If it came from the government's mouth, I believe zero of it, none, nada. You know, but she says as of right now, they're not doing that, but. Guess what they are doing? Um, they're monitoring of of uh, Venmo, Cash App, and stuff like that of six hundred dollars or more. They're monitoring that. So anybody who has a little side hustle or their kid goes and cuts some grass or some shit, like they're being watched. And I'm sure which is terrible are even being watched. But the funniest thing was, why was six hundred dollars the magic number? Six, over six hundred dollars. So. If somebody Good makes a thousand dollars a week on at their job, right on the books, mind you, mind the books, books. on the books, you're, you're making a thousand dollars a week. So they're going to monitor your paycheck every week as if they don't do that already. Exactly. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, like you remember all the big trillion dollar spending bills that recently were signed. You know how much of that money only went to the citizens, right? Like oh, a lot of that money went to outside of the United States. Almost all of it did. We got nothing. Like didn't, didn't like, like a couple billion dollars go to India for trans transgender studies. 700 million went to Sudan. 700 Why? million went to Sudan, but everybody in America got 1200 bucks. Cool. Thanks. For that. Now, going thank, back thank to you for $1,200 of my own money, by the yeah. way, that's mine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Facts. Facts. That we had to pay taxes on then not pay taxes on again. Go fuck right. yourself. <laughs> but going back to the term limit thing of, uh, of what do you call politicians? I am fine with different red, different blue. Give me some new fucking blood. You know what I'm saying? Yep. 
like we can't continuously have these Mitch McConnell's and these Pelosi's and these Schumer's that have been there for nine years. You said the name that make me sour, Mitch fucking McConnell. Fuck oh that guy. God, He's an ass go hat, dude. away, old man. All of them need to go away, but him, him and Pelosi are like the worst. And it's kind of funny because they're on they're on both sides of the fence, you know. And I, I mean? can't stand Chuck Schumer. Holy shit, I hate that guy. No, oh, he's a horse. They're all a bunch of assholes, man. I can't get with them. <laughs> uh, and then they're saying that AOC's a one and done. honestly, I know that she's got some crazy fucking ideas. Give her another shot. I want to see a little bit more of the wild. No, I don't want to see her no more. That this she, is the reason why I say it though. She's this, a comedy. I love, she is a comedy, but I love watching her struggle to make any fucking sense because with her, it, it, it's like this, with her being in office in Congress, it is showing the shit show. She is the key holder of the shit show. <laughs> and as long as she's in there, she keeps showing the hypocrisy and people are seeing it. She does. She thinks she's doing well, but she's really doing negative. And I need more of that. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. It's like you need key players to keep putting their foots in their mouth, their, their feet in their mouth. You, you have to do it. Yeah. You know what That's, I need most, though, from the government? You know what I need most from the government? And and probably, well, yeah, that definitely legal pot. But you know it's what I need the most from the government? To leave hmm. me the fuck alone. And I'm sure there's oh, millions of people who feel the same way. That's what I need crazy from the government. We're asking for small go- a small government hands off, but it's crazy how people who want a qual- not it's not a quality of uh, start. It's they they want a quality of finish that everybody gets the same thing for doing like. No, work. that's not how life works. Equality starts at the beginning. We're all equal in the beginning, and then you exactly. pave your own road from there. The finish line exactly. is totally but up to you. They want big government. They want big government. They want the government to run medical. They want the government to absolutely run your grocery store. I'm like, dude, this is the fucking problem that other countries have had. Look at fucking Venezuela. You need the trash bags full of money to buy a loaf of bread. Mm -hmm. And then right now, Kazakhstan has gone, the government has collapsed. Really? The government has recently collapsed. And they're trying to on the fly, make some short, some uh, sort of short federalized government to keep order. <laughs> Good luck with that after it's collapsed. <laughs> like, like all these bad movies, like 1984 is alive and well right now. Oh yeah, everything's Orwellian these days. Make Orwell uh, fiction again, please. Oh, can, can we please do that? Like, are we really writing our playbook of life by George Orwell? <laughs> Jeez, and if you folks don't know who George or- Orwell is, buy buy the books before you can't buy books anymore. Yeah, buy buy the book. I got a used copy of 1984 for like six bucks. It's cheap, or you can just get the movie. The book's a little bit better, but you, I was you, about to say always read the book. Not, but don't, but don't but for real, me. if you've never seen it and you do see it, you're gonna be like, oh my god, looks very familiar. Uh huh. <laughs> A lot of big brothers, especially uh, as we're on this Zoom broadcast right now. Uh, oh, they've been watching brother, you and I doing? forever. I'm sure of it, man. What's up, Uncle like Joe? I always say whenever, I, uh, hello, NSA. Good, good. I believe it's afternoon. What you having for lunch? Uh, mm-hmm. 
I don't I don't say anything sideways or anything ill, so that's why I'm never in fear. But if somebody shows up on my doorstep, it is what it is, I guess. I just always remember I love my life and I'm not suicidal. All I'm gonna say <laughs> is if anybody comes, they better have a warrant or we ain't talking. And speaking about saying I love my life and I'm not suicidal, did you see what James O'Keefe of Project Veritas finally slam dunk all the lies about Dr. Fauci, the government's highest paid official above the president, too? Funny how that works out. Remember, remember when people like you and I and millions and millions of other people said <laughs> that Fauci was in on all this and part of this whole disaster of the COVID thing, Fauci knew yeah. all along. Remember that? Hey, my tinfoil hat is now a gold Burger King crown. I yeah. am loving it. Yeah, I feel yeah, like uh, anybody out there that has a conspiracy theory friend, you should probably give them a hug. Give them you a should hug. thank your local conspiracy theorist as everything's coming true. Yeah, because we were right. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely been right. Uh, remember, we weren't educated enough to understand stats and everything like that when nothing was fucking right up. But yeah, I remember most of us who dropped out and ran our own businesses and ran our own books know how to run statistics. Funny how that works. Funny. But anyway, yeah, uh, everything's coming out on uh, good old Fauci and Mr. Rand Paul is still giving the one two punch. I love Congress. what Rand's doing with Fauci. He is giving him the business and Fauci stupid up there he's like and as you can see in, in my in my little notes for today for talking about fauci it just says fauci fuck him that's that, that that's all i wrote down because i can talk about this all day long i mean come on i mean everything contradicted itself when this virus first came out don't wear a mask it makes no sense i mean there's there's no point and then put a mask on and then 15 days to slow the spread three years later, here we are. And you got to wear double masks. And yeah. Then, two you know, masks. You the get thing. The, then you got to get the vaccine. So we get through this further. Then you need a second shot, a third shot. Aren't they talking about a fourth shot right now? You told me the other day. Yeah, I did hear that. They're talking about a fourth shot. I mean, when is it going to be, when is it going to be enough? Like when, when, when are people, cause the government's never going to admit they're wrong. They're, they'll yeah. never do it. They would probably look no, they a lot better if they did. Because be, honestly, for real, like I've lived quite the life, especially when I was younger and I got myself into a bunch of trouble. But I'll tell you what, what I'll tell you what, I learned a lot from well, my but. mistakes. And part of learning from your mistakes is admitting when you're wrong. That's how you move forward is admitting when you're wrong. And they're, yeah. they're not admitting anything when the writing is on the wall. I mean, the Pfizer CEO has come out and said two shots offer little to no protection. You know, uh, United Airlines put a vaccine mandate out, you know, in July or in August saying all their people got to get vaccinated. And now they can't fly airplanes because 3000 of their employees have COVID when they're double or triple poked. I mean, when are we just going to say, hey, I don't want to use the word played. But when can we say, hey, we've been misconstrued about this or, you know, we were wrong. We've been had. We've been like had. We've, we've literally been had. They need to pull these vaccines off the shelves right now because they're literally doing nothing. You can still get sick. You can still transmit it. And then people, you know, a lot of people will be like, well, 
all these people, what if we died or whatever? People are dying or whatever. And I'm like, well, yeah, people were dying in the first place. I understand that. But 90 over 99% of the people were living through the COVID with no shot. Right. Like my thing is like this. Get vaccinated because I might give it to you, but you're fully vaccinated. And, and still can, can still give, give it, it to me. Others. Yeah. Like it's and your- then when the, when the same viral load came out between vaccinated and unvaccinated, I'm sitting there going, as soon as I heard that, I stopped believing any of the bullshit. Because, yes, I am still on the fence about getting the vaccine. I prefer people to make the choice for them, not for others. Mm-hmm. One day I may get this, but I'm talking like, well, fucking down the line when when this thing has been beyond fixed. You mean when they like, worked out all the kinks and you don't want to be the government's lab rat with this round of shots? Like, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll go with electronics and everything. Um, did you ever buy the first generation of any fucking thing that came on the shelves? The first Xbox, the first PlayStation 3. Did you ever buy it? Fuck no, you didn't. You waited until all the damn kinks were fucking ran out and my nerdy ass stuck to that method. I believe I'm doing fine. Right. Yes, right. I had Corona three times. However, here I am. And I am a large man, technically out of shape. I eat, I'm a chef, so I eat, <laughs> I eat well and I eat horribly at the same time if you catch my drift. Oh, I get that but totally. <laughs> I do exercise. My exercise is weightlifting, and then I, I work at a place where I'm mostly on my feet walking. Okay. So I'm active daily. This virus, by definition, should have wiped my ass out in the first round. Right. And now everything statistical about this pandemic, it's not adding up. Nothing's adding up anymore. And people still want to live the lie. Well, because nobody ever wants to admit that they're wrong or that they've been had per se. Nobody, nobody likes doing that. Nobody, nobody likes to be owned. Yeah. Nobody, nobody likes, likes to be on the opposite end of a gotcha moment. But yeah, we got played like a fiddle. All this, all this, we got played like a fiddle. I'm not denouncing the virus, by the way. I know people have died. I know people who have died from COVID, but they were all people who also had other things going on. If you are a remotely healthy person, look, I'm mildly overweight. Um, I eat like shit half the time, but I do also put like good things into my body and I take vitamins every day. And I attribute that my COVID when I got it, you know, in 2020, it was very mild. And I attribute it to that because I, and, and I exercise, I'm not a runner or I don't go to the gym or work out, but I, I, I do own a business that's in construction and I'm constantly climbing ladders and moving around all day. So I would like to think that's some kind of exercise. Yeah, that is, that is exercise. You're a laboring job is low impact exercise on a constant basis. You burn a lot of calories and don't realize it. That's why whenever you eat, you're like, Oh shit, I'm really hungry, bro. Right. Um, but yeah, like what did they say? 80% 80% at one point, 80% of hospitalized were, were more or obese. Um, out of the vaccinated deaths, the people who died and had the vaccine, unfortunately, they had four or more co, uh, uh, morbidities. Yes. Comorbidities. Yes. Um, I mean, I'm going back to the first 
three months of all the stats going up. America was never healthy. No, America was never healthy. We are the most obese country in the world. For the easy access of food we have with McDonald's and everything, go get a dollar burger. If you don't need be, I mean, there's ways of surviving, but why is the salad five times costly than the burger? Like, why are we not offering better options at a cheaper price? Oh, that's right. Because this whole fucking country runs on money. Yep. Greed runs this country. Greed is the blood. Right. And those are our problems of our country. Bunch of greedy assholes trying to tell us how to live our lives. (laughs) Oh, facts. Facts. They want to put the the boot on the neck. Yeah. Think about a lot of us still wanting to fight. Think about this, dude. Check this out. The people that have put our country almost $30 trillion in debt want to monitor your bank account. Selfish pricks. Yeah. Talk about greed. Those are the people that run this country. (laughs) Did you know that I read if everybody in this country, if they bought one ounce of silver, it would collapse the economy. Huh. That's kind of interesting. I read that and I was just like, I didn't go past the article to do any research, but I was just reading it and I was just playing with the thought and the idea. I'm like, it's it's silver, not gold, silver. (laughs) If everybody bought an ounce of silver. Well, it was weird for a while there. Silver was bigger than gold. Like people were buying up silver. It was a thing for a little bit. I don't think it's so much that anymore. I don't really get into all that. Exactly. But just reading that, it made me giggle. I'm like, what if though, right? (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, anyhow, enough of this politic talk, man, because we could do this for hours and hours. I'm sure people don't want to listen to us ramble too long. I feel like this. I know what I want to talk about for this week. NFL NFL playoffs. playoffs. So wild card weekend. But was it so wild? It seemed like all the teams that were supposed to win won. So there was nothing real wild about it to me anyways, even though I did pick a couple teams that lost just because I like picking underdogs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I, I had to pick underdogs because I like that big parlay. I like to do the dollar crap bet, try to win 200 bucks, but you know, it's okay. Uh, I had one bet left. It was with the Cowboys game. We'll get to that Cowboys game in one second, but we're going to kick it off with the Raiders Bengals game. It was the Bengals' first win since 1990, which makes the longest NFL drought now to our Detroit Dandelions. Go figure, But I will say this. <laughs> Those refs in that game were on some bullshit, man, and I guess the NFL is not allowing them to officiate any other playoff games for now, the rest of the season. You are right. However, that one big play in the end zone, which seemed, seemed to be the only touchdown of the game, the ball was in the air for three quarters of the time until the whistle was blown and the ball was caught. So, because remember, he thought Joe Burrow stepped out of bounds. Right, right. Joe, Joe Burr, as I like to call him, was a big man on campus and actually slung the ball, stayed in bounds, Joe, Mo- Joe Montana status, and scored and got the touchdown. But, like, like after that, there were some real terrible calls throughout that game. It was it seemed brutal. Like it, well, yeah, there was. it was mostly field goals in that game than yeah. touchdowns. But like I said, Joe Burr, the big man on campus, 24, thir- uh, 24 completions, 34 attempts, 244, two touchdowns, 110. 
passer rating, that boy is going to be something down the road, man. Yeah, he's going to be good, but uh, I think his days are numbered next week. Oh, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get get to we'll his get to uh, that. next <laughs> opponent. Uh, the the next game after that was the slaughter in Buffalo. The Bills destroying the Pats 47-17. It was a murder. Dude, Check they, I, I, they took him to the slaughterhouse, <laughs> and and I picked the Patriots for that game, believe it or so not. Did I, so did I, which killed I, my, my parlay. I, I was a big Pats fan, you know, the whole time Tom was there, so I was like, I'm going to ride with these guys. They're back in the playoffs. Shit, they got their ass handed to them, and Belichick looked it. <laughs> at his press conference you could just tell oh just a little bit i mean josh allen only had four incompletions 21 25 308 five touchdowns now mind you he had six rushing attempts for 66 yards that's six 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 in my mind but he had a rating of 157.6 he was very shy of a perfect rating that's what they uh call a stud i believe stud and he's like six <laughs> foot what six foot five six foot six and the oh, yeah, kid he can take off yeah he's, he's a good fella he's a good sized fella now the bills won and now they will continue on into the playoffs against the kansas city chiefs which would be a next good uh next mm-hmm. week game uh but after that we had the tampa bay toms i mean buccaneers um, <laughs> 31 15 over philly you mean but the goat, the goat, that is the, the goat. goat. You know, even though it was a, it was, it was a pretty good day for Tom, you know, two, two touchdowns, 271 yards, but the game, I mean, Philly was just meh on the field. I'm like, they can't do anything. Cause they have that championship defense on the field. Still the whole team was still there, brother. Yeah. I knew Philly had no chance when I, uh, when that, that game was starting, I uh, was thinking of the Vince McMahon theme song, no chance. That's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother, I love how you went Vince McMahon because we're about to talk about the 49ers Cowboys. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a firm believer that the WWE or pro wrestling in general is more believable than the NFL after watching that game. <laughs> You're not wrong. I am not wrong at all. For most of the game, it was a runaway. 49ers killed them. I loved how they kept showing the Cowboy fans and they're all crying. Right. <laughs> But I mean, the Cowboys—they notoriously shit the bed every time they go to the playoffs. I mean, it's been since the yeah. '90s since they were a credible playoff team, really. Well, yeah. I mean, you could always watch the best games of the Cowboys on the History Channel. That's right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> well played. Well played. Well played. Uh, I mean, and then Dak Prescott running up the field at the end of the game to bump into the referee to end the game. Because, you know, the, the, the umpire or whatever has got to touch the ball, and which why would you run in the middle of the field with like 12, 14 seconds left in the game? It was You're a weird ending. Like, it was it definitely was, weird. <laughs> it was. It was. Like, I don't get it. And out of all the studs of the game, 49ers running back Elijah Mitchell. I had, who? I had to look up this guy. He had 27 carries for 96 yards and a touchdown. Well, he that made an eight for himself then. <laughs> He, he did. He, he absolutely did. Um, I had to throw my stats because I was like, who is this guy? Because right. that whole the ending of that game drove me nuts because I was like, okay, maybe I'm going to get my parlay. No, nope, I'm going to get my heart broken. I know. <laughs> Make up your mind. Oh, it was just terrible. And then, uh, okay, let's go ahead to the next game. Uh, the Chiefs that murdered the Steelers. We all knew that was going to happen. We knew. Yeah, but you know. I thought it, I thought it was Sorry, Big Ben. The, the Steelers went up 7 nothing. 
after uh, what was it, TJ Watt? He just picks up the ball, runs into the end zone. I was yep. like, wow, this might be a ball game because it was a dog fight to start off. I mean, three and out, three and out, and then that happened. It's like, okay, here we go. And then what, 35 unanswered points by the Chiefs? But that's the Chiefs MO, man. That that offense is so explosive. So explosive. I mean, you know, they can be down by 20 points and it's not a big deal. They won't even bat an eye because they're about to score 40 and real quick, too. They'll score 40 real quick. Yeah, as no, they did. Offense, the offense has to keep up because that defense, it is weak. And you did play the Steelers, which they couldn't. I mean, you had Ben Roethlisberger who had beyond emotions in the side. You could see it on his face every time a ball was dropped. Right. Or every time the receiver didn't like really try, you know what I'm saying? Right. You could just see he was defeated at kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I have nobody. I, I have nobody. It is what it is. Well, but, he knows uh, it was time to go too. He's like, eh, this ain't working out anymore. Now he is only assumed to be retiring at the end of the season. Well, he was talking about it last year and he seemed pretty, uh, I don't know, pretty like, melancholy at his press conference talking about it, but he's because so it made it seem kind of real because he seemed bummed, you know, like, Hey, this is it, you know? So who knows? Oh. He might surprise everybody. I mean, look, Tom Brady's still playing football. 20 bucks says he begs for AB to come back. All right. <laughs> and now last night's first ever Monday night football playoff game, uh, the LA Rams led by our former homeboy, <laughs> Matt Stafford, Yep. They won uh, 34 to 11 and Stafford gets his first ever playoff win. Definitely getting the monkey off the back from Detroit fans. Right. And he's pad Stafford and just can't do it. He's the wrong quarterback. Apparently he is when you surround him around a good team. I mean, that um, wasn't completely his fault. That organization here in Detroit is just a disaster. We Anybody who comes here is just, it's their, it's their death sentence. It's there's like, reasons it's why, coming here to die, you know? There's reasons why Barry Sanders and Megatron retired young here in Detroit. Yep. Yeah, they Barry had enough Sanders of that bullshit. Barry Sanders made his own holes. Remember that. He never had an offensive line. Oh, yeah. Like, we had one good guy, Kevin Glover, who was a center for a few years. He went oh, to the I remember Pro Bowl him. twice. Yep. That's all we had. Everybody yep. else was trash. And that but continued then I find out, for decades. Yeah, yeah, they continued <laughs> for decades. Um, now, the scary thing in that game was when uh, Akers, the running back for the Rams, he, he, I thought he killed uh, the Cardinals' Buda Baker on that really scary hit towards uh, halftime. Dude, like, that was like, whoa. <laughs> like, that was legit. You want to see a dead body moment. Like, yeah, he, like it's just, he took the hit and just went limp. Dude, like a like folded up like a pretzel, man. That was it. I really hope for a speedy recovery. Like you never right. see anybody to get hurt like that. You never do, but you got to remember this is football now, right? This is football. And that's the reason why they have all those new dumb rules. So when you complain about a stupid penalty over a rule that was like, man, he barely even touched them. These are some of the reasons why. Right. Unfortunately. Right. So now, so now, now I picked uh, Arizona to win that game just because the Rams didn't play so well towards the end of the season. Oh yeah. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, I was proved wrong. They showed up. Um, but I think the story's over for uh, Stafford next week. Uh, or I guess it would be this coming week. Uh, yeah. 
Tom Brady. I just, uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. They, they beat, they beat the Buccaneers earlier in the season, but it's hard to beat Tom twice. It really is. I just think uh, the well, story's over when you got Matt Stafford this year. When you got to play him on the road, it's terrible. Right. Um, and the Buccaneers only a three point favorite. And honestly, from, I mean, that defense is still mostly the defense from last year's Super Bowl. Uh, I think the Bucks are they got they got the Rams number. They're gonna definitely put it to them. Yeah, I, I think well, I got the Bucks going to the Super Bowl. So I mean, that's already my pick. Now, when it comes to the Titans and the Bengals, we're gonna switch to the AFC real quick because okay. I'm picking the Titans to go all the way too. It's gonna be a Bucks Titans Super Bowl. Um, and I say that because in Tom's last year in New England, they played Tennessee in the first round of the playoffs, and Tennessee whooped their ass. I remember that game. Whooped their ass, and I was like, and then they made it to the AFC Championship game, and I was like, those guys are going to be back, and they mean well, also, business. Also, uh, King Henry is back, too. Yes. Derek and they're Henry. very well coached. You know who's coaching them, right? Vrabel. Vrabel, an old Patriot. Vrabel, old One of Patriot. Tom's teammates. How How crazy is that? Tom is playing against the coach that he played with years ago. That's how long Tom Brady's been playing football. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we're going to stick it in the the AFC because uh, uh, I got somebody living with me who's a ride-or-die Chiefs fan. How about them Chiefs? And, you know, he made that awesome bet of, you know, the Lions are going to make it to the playoffs. Oh, yeah, where's my money at? Oh, it's coming, sir. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. But he's uh he's a little nervous right now, but he says, you know, after watching last week's game, kind of confident. But Chiefs versus Bills to get to the championship in the AFC where the Titans are probably gonna be waiting for. The Chiefs literally have to go uphill. Yeah, yeah. I mean I think the Chiefs and Bills game is going to be very high scoring. I think it's going to turn into a, a shootout. Chiefs are favored by two points. That's it. Jeez. If and I were Bills, if I were a gambling man on that point spread, I would take the Bills on that spread just because. Oh, I'm I'm so taking the Bills on that one on that one for like my good old fashioned parlays because I need to win, dude. <laughs> uh, are you losing money right now? I'm not really losing money because this is like uh, money that the house gave me and I've like accrued. So I've, oh, only there you spent go. Ten, I've only spent 10 bucks in the last two years. Tell you the oh, truth, bro. Good for you. <laughs> but nice. the house keeps on giving me money and I keep playing and riding. Hey, that's how you do it. my man. Do it. But uh, out, of, out of the bills matchup, <sighs> man, uh, the chiefs are going to pull it out and meet the Titans in the AFC championship. Personally, I, what I, I always love to see an upset, so I wouldn't mind seeing the Bills going to the AFC Championship and, you know, Bills Mafia going completely ape shit. They would go uh, crazy if that happened. <laughs> there's not enough tables in America to, to hold Bills Mafia and not slam it no. And now the final game they'll be talking about, uh, honestly, it's the only one that's marked down to be a runaway, even though it's only five and a half points. Uh, it's the Niners going to Lambeau to play Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Uh, I, I see a lot more than five points being the favorite on that one. I see, I see, I see a huge, huge right. I mean, it's pretty much going to be one of those things where Rogers is going to come out and just say discount, double check, bitch. And they're going to put the spanking on them. It's, it's not going to be close. Am I the only one that thinks that Rogers can walk onto a football field, super cocky and fucking back it up? 
Like he's a gunslinger, dude. He is. I mean, buddy, you know, look who he played behind for all those years, man. Brett Favre. <laughs> Brett Favre. And that and was a gunslinging some bitch, you know. And how many times did he really break our heart at Ford Field? I mean, oh come on, God, that, too that many. Hail Mary kiss my ass still to this day, man. Jesus. I mean, if you're from Detroit, you're always sour about Green Bay. That's just what it is. But I'll give credit where credit's due, and Green Bay is going to put a spanking on them 49ers for sure. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that one. So that, that's definitely our NFL rundown and picks. Uh, I want to do some Red Wing talk with you real quick. Ooh. Now, 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 check it out. We're ninth in the East, so that means we are literally – fighting for a playoff position and we are in the middle of the pack of the Atlantic division, but we also have the capitals at number one. I don't think the crown's for us right there, but I think possibility of getting into the playoffs, even though the last five, two wins, three losses. And uh, we have Lindstrom coming to the front office to help Mr. Stevie. Y. That'll be sweet. We'll see how it goes. I'm not going to hold my breath on them getting into the I'm playoffs, still saying, but they might be onto something, man. I'm still saying Lord help us on that. <laughs> ah, Nice. And uh, a little bit of piston talk here. I know. I okay. Know it's the Pistons, uh, you know, second dead last in the East, bottom feeding in the Central. But what was really cool this week was our number one pick, Cade Cunningham, getting ejected for throwing down a badass dunk on the Phoenix Suns. But because it was his second technical foul, that's an automatic ejection. Ball don't lie. That's Rasheed Wallace status, man. I was, I mean, just the look on his face. He was he wasn't crying or anything. He was like, yeah, I know, I know, I threw down with authority, and I know I'm getting ejected. But he held his composure. Kind of gives me that uh, that good feeling where the this young team might be going in the future. See, I don't like the way they uh, they they treat basketball anymore, man. With all these little fouls and penalties and shit. Like, do you remember basketball yeah. when we were growing up, man? Like oh, the, yeah, the original bad boys. Oh my god. <laughs> They would Look, fight they, you on the court. Michael Jordan hated coming to Detroit. Oh, yeah. But you got to remember the uh, – I don't like to call them kids because, you know, they are grown men, but they like to call us old heads. And anything 80s, 90s, they like to say, man, anybody can just hop into that generation and do this, that, and the other. I'm like, first off, Larry Bird would trash talk and make you cry, and then you'd be – He would fight the, you too. Larry Bird oh, would he fight would. you. Well, everybody would fight you. My favorite was always Rick Mahorn and Bill Lambeer. Oh, Lambeer was fighting you for sure. He was all about fighting, man. I love that guy. He was so much fun. Rick Mahorn Charles, too. Charles Barkley from the Sixers. Oh, yeah. He he was always willing to throw fists too, and most of the Boston Celtics always wanted to throw hands. Patrick Ewing would throw down. Oh, man. And that's was a, always that my, was a big human being with big hands. I wouldn't want him swinging at me. No way. He was always one of my favorites as a, as a kid growing up. I always liked Patrick Ewing, his little fadeaway shot from like, seemed like skyscraper height because how tall he was and how he would release the ball. That was always a good one, man. Yeah, and you didn't usually see seven-footers shooting like that, man. No. And then also Still Akeem Olajuwon, too. Oh yeah, Hakeem the dream. The dream. <laughs> Hakeem the dream, man. Exactly. Oh, man. That guy had a killer drop step. Yeah, he did. And then Shaq came in and just said, "Nope, we're going to take the ball and throw it through the hole the whole time." Shaq is the most dominant NBA player of all time. I don't even know if that's up for discussion, but that'll have to be on a different show for sure. That'll be on a different show. Like, Shaq is Shaq is my up. guy. I always love Shaq, man. I had the first pair of Shaq shoes that ever came out when that when I was a kid. So, you know, I the mean, only time I saw Shaq play was against the Pistons, and that was the night he dropped 50 on us. Oh, that was the man. only time I ever saw Shaq, and that, that's when he was playing for the Orlando Magic. Oh, yeah. 
So that was a great and horrible night because I was sitting there with my Grant Hill jersey on as like a 10 year old upset. (laughs) Wow. What a time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a good, those were the good old days though, man. That's when they let those guys just play and do their thing. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I feel like sports have become very sissified now, but I can, we could talk about that for hours too, but we've been talking for almost hours here today. We should probably wrap it up. My brother, Joe Harris, AKA Bubba the mouth. Bubba the mouth. Bubba the mouth. Look, man, I'm so glad my first show was with you. We went to broadcasting school together. So this was fucking perfect, man. And uh, I'm so glad you came on. I'm sure we'll be doing many more shows for sure. And uh, we're going to be there. Oh yeah. We like to talk. You'll see if you listen, but anyways, we're going to get off here. I'm Sean Collins. I'm here to let you know that you own yourself. You own your life. You own your body. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise much love.